0: Hi, I'm Billy, a developmental paediatrician,
1: and I'm Nick, a developing parent. We're going to use scenes from iconic movies to talk about how we best support our kids. This is Pop Culture Parenting. Hey, don't let your mother smell that beer on your breath, she'll take it out on me. Daddy, what does it do?
0: Just use your best judgment, we trust
1: you. Good morning, Billy.
0: Good morning, Nick. How are you going?
1: I'm good. I'm pretty fine for 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning.
0: Yeah. Yep. Nothing like kids to get in bed early on Saturday <laughs> nights.
1: You got, you want a podcast. You know, it's a long way to the top if you want a podcast and roll. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no midday sessions for four hours. <laughs> no. We've been here since seven.
0: We have, we have, we've got a bit, get a bit more efficient. Plus, it's been nice to.
1: We're getting pretty good at it, I reckon.
0: Yes, we are. we're getting better, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and you know, like we, we're not here without the fine support of our partners. I think um, we should always acknowledge that at the start of every episode that, yeah, we get to hang around and do this. So that's really nice.
0: Yes, hopefully help other
1: parents while
0: they parent for us.
1: Yes, exactly. Billy, we're here today for a bit of reflective practice. This is Twins Part 2. So we ran the Twins episode last week. Uh, can you give us a quick recap of Twins and the topic?
0: Yeah, so we got asked by a listener, um, you know, what's the evidence around how many kids we should have? They have a single child and they were wondering about, you know, do they have another one, Um, which is really nice. And it was the first time we got to respond to a fan question and we used the movie Twins, which is kind of Arnie's first comedy, but this beautiful movie where Arnie and Danny DeVito are twins that are separated at birth. So they kind of start there childhood or their entire childhood is as a single child and then they meet as adults and suddenly have siblings. So it was a really good opportunity to kind of riff on what the evidence is around both groups. We looked at the evidence around siblings, um, really good opportunities for social skills and conflict resolution and caring relationships. Um, Challenge sometimes with having heaps of kids is, you know, do you have enough time for them as a parent? Yep. Single child, get enough time, often really thrive academically and with leadership and maturity but can sometimes find it a bit harder to learn things like you know sharing and playing, conflict resolution and yep. social cues. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully it was a helpful episode for people going through those things.
1: Yeah, and if you have missed the episode, you can go back and re-listen to it. It's episode five and the scene we pull apart is actually on our Instagram as well. So feel free to go back to that. Billy, you broke out in the show notes that followed that episode, uh, into basically two major sections. Um, and that was with if you're having uh, one child, a single child, um, or whether you're having multiple. So maybe you can reflect upon, because you have one child at the moment, mm. um, the key points around that. And I might actually talk to a bit of uh, how having two kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, I think the way that I've changed since talking about that and kind of re- reviewing the literature is really just giving opportunities for Evie to be around other kids. So um, your kids, for example, getting yep. her around them, that's always lovely. Um, she goes to daycare, which is really great because we've seen her really starting to enjoy that, which has been lovely, and that's around other kids. And then um, also just doing a little bit of joke in the episode about some imaginative play, but I've mm. after doing that episode with you, I've started to increase how much I do that, a little bit of kind of, you know, role-playing with puppets and...
1: A couple of tea parties, Stuff made. like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, no tea party yet, but I've got the kind of, you know, doing some voices and, um, yeah, my partner was kind of giving me a bit of a hard time, actually, because I my limit's about three different voices and then once I go more than three <laughs> characters, they all start sounding a bit similar and so <laughs> she was in the background just chipping in with some... Some you commentary. need
1: more range, Billy. I'm pretty sure you could do an <laughs> Irish accent. Your mother was Irish. That <laughs> yes. one probably comes pretty easily <laughs> yeah. to you.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, have got Irish accent. Um, but so, yeah, just that's kind of what I took away and I've yep. been um, just giving her those opportunities that someone who has an older sibling would definitely have someone who's just a little bit ahead on complexity of development and socialisation and we talked about kind of pretend play and theory of mind stuff last episode. So that's how I've changed. But yeah, what about you, Nick?
1: I think when I reflected upon it, there was a couple of really key points to me. One was the common strengths that you learn from assembling. And so like my children are only small at one and three, but watching how they learn from one another. So I see, I see Veronica learning physical things from her older sister, Winifred, so potty, so Freddie literally goes to the potty. She's three, and then Veronica will like also then jump on the potty afterwards, or or like out in the, in the yard. or we might be. I wasn't going to address this one, but like Freddie might do a bushwee, and then Ronnie will want to try and do a bushwee yeah. as well. And it's like just really physical learning. So that was that was interesting. So she'll, I assume, might, might potty train a bit earlier than Fred did. Anyway, that was one. Yeah. But um the other part of like having many children and dividing parents as a resource, trying to carve out more time one on one with each child. So I've got one that I will continue to try and carve out, which is making pancakes with one of them. Like, you know, which is, you know, all of five minutes and one she's really good at it. And the other one is just books alone with my smallest one. So Veronica will she just walks around with books all day and comes at you yeah. with a book all day. But as opposed to sitting down and reading that with Freddie and Ronnie, I'll just sit down and try and read that one with her. So carving out the time. And I think this becomes a bit more – I had colleagues who'd said, yeah, when I – we actually – they ended up getting an au pair so they could actually go and watch soccer with one of their kids without dragging the other kids along to that kid's game. So they could have really one-on-one time and that's years away from me. A lifetime it feels like, (laughs) organised sport, (laughs) but – that's the sort of thing I think I'll try and emulate. That colleague stuck with me. This mm. colleague told me this five years ago and it still has – it's ringing in my ears that, I yep. know oh, you've got to carve out time. And I'm like, okay. Um, and so just as well on that, just going back one to that common strengths one, that common teaching one and learning, I learned that from my older sister. Yeah, really? Who like I said I talked about a lot. Yeah, just um, the kind of caring side. I'm not yep. the most caring, but my sister was very caring for me and so I learned that um, – And I think I kind of try to do that. Like, I feel like I've just said I'm Mother Teresa in the caring stakes. I'm not, but... No, I actually think you're really caring. Oh, Billy, thank you. I think you're really
0: good at being caring. Oh, really? People, yeah, I'm just trying to, like, be a sibling that's reinforcing something. (laughs) We
1: look like siblings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, I do think you're really caring to me, but also to your kids. And, Yeah. yeah, it's really interesting. I reckon if there's one thing that you can do, if people can only take one thing out of... The, the twins, how many kids bit? It would be protect time in the relationship with each child, whether you just have one or you've got heaps, because it's that's the safety net. So, like, mm-hmm. things are awful that these kids will fall back and look around and see me and mum or me and dad have that thing that we do together. And it always happens. Dad really enjoys it. Doesn't matter if, like, I got grounded or whatever, it still happens because that's just, that's the foundation is the relationship that we have with each other.
1: It's amazing that you say that because now I actually think about my own youth and I was like, there was always footy with dad. Mm -hmm. I could always go to an amateur game or the footy was always just with dad. I never used to go, I don't remember going so much to my siblings, which is strange. Um, Maybe because I was a bit younger than my siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, And with mum, it was always just, breakfast and toasted sandwiches just like constants
0: yeah and it's funny because they're kind of like (laughs) rituals aren't they yep but that's what you fall back on you're like this is this is so important to my mum that we do this together and i uh, had the same experience you know where there were those things and that's just that really protects your sense of security and your sense of self-esteem as a kid because you go this really matters to them i really enjoy it but so do they and it's just it's untouchable you know and
1: It's still amazing. I'm 40 and I roll back into mum's place on a Saturday morning with two kids and (laughs) mum's there just like, what do you want? What eggs do you want? I'm like, oh, how good. Yeah, yeah. That ritual and that relationship. Yeah. Obviously, as a parent, you continue to want to care and that's how you sort of display it. So that's really good. Yep. Nice. Going places in this podcast, I didn't think we were going to go. There we go. Um, what was interesting was, and what we love, was we had feedback from people yes. this week about yep. these decisions and whatnot. So we had um, some interesting thoughts. Um, we had a beautiful photo from a listener who DM'd us saying mm. that um, uh, they were talking about uh, positive reinforcement. Uh, you get this term better than I, Sorry.
0: Yes. So, yeah, a listener sent us a photo. They have twins who are toddlers, interestingly, oh. uh, after the movie choice. Yeah, which must be tough. Twins. Um, shout out to all the twins' parents there. Twins. A shout out
1: to all those people <laughs> twins straight off the bat too. First, yes. First crack.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so they sent a photo. They said they liked the app, which is really good, and sent a photo of their boys playing together. Um in the, in the sand making sandcastles and saying you know this was we took this opportunity to reinforce how well they were kind of problem solving and having shared play together which was just really cool to that's kind of really nice for us to see that people are finding it valuable but then even showing us how they're doing it is is really amazing
1: that must be amazing when your twins start playing together
0: yes <laughs> yes in- so it must be pretty hard when they're
1: when they're small. Really individuals. And, and then all of a sudden they're occupying each other's time, it must just, mm. you just sit back silently, I think, and yep. maybe take a couple of breaths. That would be amazing. Fantastic. Oh, yep. I'm just, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, really cool. We love, I'm like, I'm so we love happy. feedback, yeah. so
0: yeah. please send us more.
1: Yeah, and we had another um, fantastic question from someone, um, and it really was a great question, around um, they said that they have uh, a two-year-old, um, so they have only one child um and they've not sent the child off to daycare and wanted to know whether we thought it was a good idea to go to daycare um i'm not a clinician (laughs) so i'm gonna actually have an answer though but personally just from experience um and they did say um child's a sensitive child and intelligent and all these fantastic things i i've had my kids in daycare since really early on and for long days so long periods of the week and I've noticed that when they go to daycare they come back with skills that they didn't have really quickly things like yep. walking and moving and talking and asking and eating like mm-hmm. I had a couple that they weren't the best eaters but when they go to daycare they just they sit at a table with six other kids having lunch and they all eat the same lunch they learn those skills um, and I think this this socialized this comes back to with your one child extending their socialisation with other kids as well. So that's what I find is really interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, and your girls really like daycare. Yeah, I'm always a bit pumped when I get there before you do to pick them up and get to see them, <laughs> especially <laughs> your youngest. Um, but, yeah, so it is it is a really good question, actually, and we should do an episode just on kind of starting school, Ooh. whether it's kind of daycare, kinder or primary school when kids start going into that environment. Mm. So I'll tell you the theory, but before that, I'll tell you kind of my personal experience. Yep. So we um, – my partner went back to full-time work when Yvette was two and a half, three months, I think, um, and we kind of, sit, you know, on the fly kind of making a plan and decided that she needed to go into daycare yep. um, at that time so that both of us could work. Yep. And I was like, a re- I was like, God, I'm such a laid-back dad. Like Up until <laughs> that point, I was like <laughs> – yeah, this, you know, not so much of like, oh, this isn't as hard as I thought it would be. No, no. But more so like of, you know, I can kind of handle the stressful stuff and I'm like, because yeah. I can sometimes be a bit of a fiery redhead, but I was like, with parenting. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, with parenting, I was like, cool, you know, this is, I'm I'm cruising here. Yep. And then she had her first couple of days at daycare and I completely fell apart, like, I'd be getting phone calls saying, look, Billy, she hasn't stopped crying since you left and all that stuff. And I was like, that's it. I'm stopping work. I'm just going to raise her on my, you know, I'll just look after her seven days a week. I can't have her being upset in this environment. And it was a really hard thing to keep taking her there. And I could see finally how all these families that I see in clinic say (laughs) like, this is too much. They can't separate from me. I can't separate from them, whether it's like, daycare, kinder or school. Mm. We see lots of kids. That's a kind of an early sign of anxiety. So a lot of people think anxiety happens just with teenagers, but it actually happens much younger than that with lots of kids. Yep. And that difficulty separating. And now Evie is awesome. She like loves being there. The the staff there are amazing with a really underappreciated workforce. You know, they should be paid a lot better and they're really raising our kids. So um a shout out to all the early educators there. But the yeah, so I found it personally really tough at the start, and now it's this beautiful thing where I, I kind of get to get there and see her before she realizes I'm there, and I can see you know that she's having a good time and she's learning things. The theory about it is really interesting, and answering that fan's question about, um, I keep saying fan, <laughs> <laughs> listener, <laughs> listener, <laughs> so, sorry, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> answering that listener's question yeah. about you know two-year-old hasn't been in that environment a lot i'm a big supporter of that and yep. the reason is because it's like the start of their social life journey and there's lots of it, there's no like set time they have to be there before they get through or something like that but you're just giving them opportunities to learn that and there's really different stages of that social development mm mm-hmm. Like we know little kids at the start, it's kind of like that parallel play where they'll kind of sit next to other kids and play but it's less interactive and then when they start interacting, you know, through kinder years, it's really cool to see that happening because it really is a good opportunity for them to start learning. Like we often talk in this podcast about sharing and things like that. Yep. But there's so many other bits. So me with Avesh and you with your girls, yeah, you're really good at knowing what their needs are kind of going that movement means you need the toilet that yeah. face means you're hungry yep that glazing on your eyes means you're tired but no one else knows those things and so what you're actually giving your kids an opportunity to is to learn different ways of communicating so huh. freddie is learning now how does she get her needs met when she doesn't have a parent who's watching her that can pick up every look you yep. and go bang this is what you need Freddie's also learning about other kids. So she's seeing other kids and going, oh, that person's face is scrunched up. I think they might be a bit angry. Or that person is like withdrawing a bit and not looking at me in the eyes. They might be a bit sad. And I've seen, you know, how good Freddie is with that and she's getting that opportunity. So it's this really amazing opportunity for kids to start their journey of kind of social development and friendships and peer relationships.
1: Just on that, like it is amazing what – a three-and-a-half-year-old can understand about another child. Like I can, I've can, i watched – you watch them go into a room and there's a kid that's upset and they can solve – like they mm-hmm. know like whether it's basic like getting a comforter but they know their comforter and they'll go and get it and vice versa when I walk into the room with three of these kids know that that's hers and if they see her leave and they go and give it to her, they just know how to solve problems. It's a weird – it's hard to articulate but when you see it, you're like how did they know that – that kid wanted that particular thing. It's like no, they want a book. Like I've, yeah. she has said that to us. She goes, no, she wants the book. And I'm like, she goes, gets a book. Gets a book. It's just like, whoa. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're I mean, true. Freddie's amazing Kids with are, that, but yeah, she, yeah. She's really good. So, and maybe because she's had those opportunities, because that's her temperament and her nature. But how cool is it that you get to observe that and reinforce it, and the educators will be as well. They'll be kind of seeing that and praising her specifically for it, like we've talked about in this, but. The the hard bit is that it can be really difficult taking those first steps with it, like I experienced. And my advice to parents, wherever it is, is just be gentle with it. Like we're going to do some stuff in the future and resilience, and we've been asked that a lot by fans. Fans again, <laughs> um, but we um, we yeah, it can be a really challenging time. That some kids will be fine if you just drop them off and go. Cool, I'm walking out. See you later. Some kids will really struggle with that, and it's really important the approach is a gentle one.
1: It's like so many things in parenting. I've had two kids go and drop them and not drop them and leave, but in most cases, don't get any departure clinging or anything like that. But like so many other facets of parenting, like dieting is an issue. Some kids just eat, some kids just go to daycare. Yeah, you just don't. (laughs) <laughs> there's so much you can do and there's so much it's just up to them yeah it's yeah such a being one.
0: so yeah from like the i have an unsettled babies clinic that myself and another pediatrician run yep. um see heaps of teenagers you know and leaving high school and then everything in between and almost everything that i do clinically in supporting kids in their development is being led by that child and that's a beautiful example of it again is like some kids will be fine, some kids will struggle, go to the needs of the individual child that you're supporting, not some overarching theory of every kid needs this and that's what you do. Yep. But we'll talk about that oh pretty God, much in yeah, every single episode that we do. <laughs>
1: every kid's different. <laughs> um, and the, o- the, the only other one uh, from the audience uh, I heard back was just around environmental. So we didn't cover off um so how many kids should you have some people given where we are today in 2022 and climate and stuff it was like should there be an environmental consideration and that's just a i just sort of bring it up i don't have an answer for it but it's an interesting one about like you know the world that the kids are going to be in but also you know footprints and weird things but yeah yeah
0: yeah and i remember reading an article years ago about how like the best thing you can do for the environment is not have a child just because yeah, well, of the yeah. future impact um And, yeah, that's probably the thing that I worry about the most, I think, like personally and a bit professionally about like, yeah, what, what, how's everything going to be resolved with that, what are the answers? And the cool thing is that it's the kids coming up now and the teenagers that have Mm -hmm. these amazing ideas and different approaches that our generation, you know, will never be able to think of because they just see the world in a different way. But I reckon in a future episode we're we're looking at bringing in some pretty amazing guests and it would be cool to think about someone who can – Give us some practical strategies around yep. raising kids, and you know, realistic environmental approaches for it. So, because yep. that's something that really interests me.
1: Yeah, and just on that, it was, it's actually really interesting. Like we have this climate crisis that is legit, and um, but it's funny. I was speaking to my grand, oh, uh, my partner's mum. She was like, "We had almost, in a sense, the Cold War, and what are we going to be bringing our kids into?" So there was this threat in the, you know, mm-hmm. of like there was these, you know, arms race whatever. It was in that like you could, there's always something that's sort of overbearing and something that's like, what are we going to be bringing our kids into? So it was just interesting. I don't know. A
0: nice, nice little throwback to the aliens episode, which <laughs> yeah. addresses some practical strategies around, you know, uncertainty and worrying things
1: in yeah. the future. Yes, worrying things in the future. Anyway, so to bring that up. Um, but to round things out, Billy, we were sort of talking about uh, the, the question of how many kids mm. should one have? um and i heard some interesting anecdotes along the way from people it's uh one and done common yeah. one yes. the one i liked the most though uh was uh two and review and i was like oh wow so you're not riding off having more but you're not saying two isn't enough you get to two see how you're travelling you might roll the dice again but uncertain but i don't know about you but <laughs> so many people that i I saw some in the park the other that had two kids that were like four and five, and then they had, they were pushing twins. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. To me, it just seems so common that people hit twins on the third kid. Yeah, that's a, a dice it, roll. It just, and I'm like, you go from two to four. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah.
0: Well, we had one listener who, um, who yeah said to us uh the the right amount of kids is two and he knows that because he's got three (laughs) so so that was um quite funny feedback to have
1: not a bad one
0: but yes yeah so no look i yeah i think it's a it's a hard kind of there isn't a certain answer but we do know that as we spoke about last episode that People are having less kids, so yep. the average amount of kids in a household has dropped and I think, you know, we talked about that in the previous episode, but it's really interesting to think about those decisions.
1: And Billy, do you have a number in mind?
0: <laughs> yeah, so if people haven't figured it out by now, I <laughs> do like talking, um, having people around me and... I've always, like, I grew up with two brothers and always wish that I, like, I'm really social and extroverted and wish that I had more kind of people around me. Mm. And I really love kind of my, you know, starting to see my own family form. Mm. Um, the problem is that my partner <laughs> is uh, <laughs> phenomenal but uh, really loves her career. So, um, yeah, I mean, Junior is a terrible movie <laughs> that followed Twins but where Arnie has the child <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, I'm pretty keen on having, you know, at, at least kind of three kids because that's wow. yeah, okay. that's what I'm thinking. Just because I'm, and also I've been really lucky. Like, I think there's a lot of people where the temperament of their first child is a really sensitive one, which can be really difficult. Whereas, Yvette, my daughter, she's really laid back. So I'm getting this false sense of like, yep, ah, oh, this is you know, you know, a few more babies like this would be okay. Yep. So but there's a lot of lot of bubs out there that are really hard and I think that probably influences how you feel about having more too. Yeah, okay. What about you?
1: Well, yeah, I've had two and the review is in and it's two. Yeah. <laughs> at this stage. Um, interestingly three of my siblings have three and another one of my siblings has two, but no, just two for us for a number of reasons and that's just the number. I Feel very lucky, two healthy kids right now and I'm like, Yep, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think did we get some feedback from the fan who asked the
1: question? Oh, we did, yeah. What was the feedback?
0: Yeah, I think that they're uh, they're saying that yeah, that it was quite helpful. Um, appreciated us answering their question in an app. And I think they they've got one child and yep. pretty content at the moment. So yeah, okay. it'd be interesting. You know, keep us informed.
1: Keep us informed. <laughs> might have some announcements. Yeah. Might not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no,
0: it was it was great to think that maybe that helped them with that decision.
1: Yeah, good. Oh, nice one. Um, okay. Well, Billy, that's a wrap. I think this is episode six. Here we go. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah, please, please send in more questions because it really helps guide us to what to talk about.
1: Yeah, it sure does. And obviously we take it seriously because we addressed this. We did two episodes based around this particular question. We have another one from we have a couple more in the bank from fans, which are fans, damn it, that's your it. That's your fault. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Listeners <laughs> listeners that will um continue to address uh yeah, it's a really common shared experience, all the parenting stuff. Um and yes, so we're happy to we're happy to absolutely pull those sort of questions in and answer them. Uh, you can do that via uh, popcultureparenting at gmail.com um or slide into our DMs on Instagram and popcultureparenting parenting um or one word on Instagram. Awesome Billy, thanks very much. Thanks, Nick. Bye. She'll take it out of me.
0: I don't want to see you again for the rest of
1: my whole life. I don't want to see anybody else either. Who is your daddy, and what does he do?
0: Just use your best judgment.